There's very little better than waking up in the morning to a truly fantastic cup of coffee. And if you're like me, you're looking for something that tastes fresh and isn't weak or overproduced. That's why I've switched to Four Sigmatic and I won't go back. Four Sigmatic mixes their beans with mushrooms to give your brain that jumpstart you didn't know you needed. So go to the link in my show notes or on my podcast page and use the code CHOOSEYOURSTRUGGLE at checkout for 10% off. You can sign up for one of their awesome subscriptions or just try buying a bag. And with their 100% money back guarantee, there's no downside. So check them out today and don't forget the code CHOOSEYOURSTRUGGLE. I'm going to just go ahead and invite uh, Jay Schiffman up to share his story. So let's give it up for Jay. Welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. I am your host, Jay Schiffman. Hello and welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. We are on episode 33. We're chucking right along. I hope y'all are having a wonderful week. It's great to be back with you. The last couple of shows have just been knocking this out of the park. You know, I really am thankful for everyone who continues to listen. It does mean a lot to me. And even more than that, the feedback I've gotten, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, people were really, really crazy about Kellen's interview last week. You know, Drug Policy Alliance is doing such incredible work. We all know that. But the depth at which he was able to talk about those issues, uh, the policy procedures that are happening, the history, we really had a wonderful conversation, and I wasn't surprised that people really enjoyed that one. So thank you for everyone who continues to reach out. Obviously, you all know that's super important to me. Hope you are enjoying all the new sponsors on the podcast. That's been fun. Recording those is, is it's kind of tough, but uh, I, I like doing it because it's fun. It's tough, but it's fun. And this podcast to me is not about the numbers. It's about the impact. And so hearing from y'all makes a big difference for me. The Patreon isn't doing great. That's okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it takes some time to get that kind of thing going. What is doing wonderful is the podcast survey. And that is actually more important to me. I know I shouldn't say that. I should be like, hey, go check out the Patreon because obviously that's money that goes right into the podcast. And that is important. I want more people to check that out. But people who take time to fill out the survey, that says to me that this podcast is having an impact on them in a way that is more, it's more influential than than putting a couple dollars. You know, again, it would mean a lot to me if you go check out the Patreon. I'm not saying it wouldn't. But I am saying I am so thankful for all of y'all who continue to fill out the survey. Please check that out. I was made aware last week by someone that, you know, I always say it's in the show notes, which it is. If you listen on iTunes, it's not as easy to find the show notes. That's okay. If you go to my podcast website, which is jshiffman.com, J-A-Y-S-H-I-F-M-A-N.com, and go to the podcast page, you can find all this information there as well. And and you're going to want to do that because besides the Patreon and the survey, there's also all my sponsors and all the discount codes and all that great stuff that you get for being a listener to the show. So go check it out, jshiftman.com, and go to the podcast page. Now, today's episode is pretty cool. The interview is Yakim and Natasha, who are my first couple on the podcast. 
uh, in the first duo that come on together. They are uh, the founders and the coaches at Your Exceptional Relationship, which is an awesome coaching program and coaching enterprise that they started together. Yes, that's right. They not only are proof that their program works because they have a great relationship, but they also coach it together. Here's what's also so interesting about their story. They come from very different backgrounds. You'll hear this in the, in the interview. Their meet cute is adorable. But more than that, they've decided that they don't want to just you know do the traditional settle down in one spot and hang out there. They live on the road, so they do all their coaching virtually. And their story is just so, so cool. You're really going to enjoy it. Uh, it's very different than our traditional American lifestyle. The shout out is from Ian Harding, a name you should all know. I was on his podcast, the Do It For Yourself podcast, a couple months back. And this is the turnaround. So he is the shout out today talking about his work and, and his transformation story. Really, really interesting podcast today. A lot of great info. You'll learn a lot. I know you will because I did. And, and that's, that's the test, right? If I learn something, y'all are going to definitely learn something. So enjoy it. All the links are in the show notes or on my podcast website. I want to hear from you, and, and I say that every episode, and I mean it, and I thank all of you for listening. I thank you for sharing. That one is, you know, it really, it really means a lot to me when, when someone reaches out and says, I found this because my buddy shared it with me or whatever the case is. A couple of clients that listen, I know that because they tell me to, the, to, the, <laughs> to my clients that listen, y'all know I love y'all, and, 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 and I appreciate what you bring to the table and what you teach me. Special shout out to my clients. So keep listening. Stick around to the end for the good egg. It's a really cool one this week. Uh, something special with the cards coming up at the end of this show. Check it all out. Thank you for being here. Enjoy the episode. So the reason that I wanted to connect with you, Jay, is because, um, you know, I, I have kind of two stories that, that have blended together. Um, and I think that the one that will resonate with, with some of the folks in your audience is that, you know, while I was going through my weight loss transformation and losing the weight, you know, I had a shift in my focus and it became more than just about the weight loss. And it became about kind of a total body transformation. And one of the things that that led to is it, it led me to realize that I was misusing uh, sleeping medication and I was misusing it you know, pretty significantly. Um, I was actually pairing my sleeping medication uh, with Benadryl, and I don't mean just one or two Benadryl. Um, I, I actually got to the point where I was up to six Benadryl on top of my sleeping medication and probably a mix of some alcohol, and that was every single night. Um, and so I came to the realization with the assistance of actually a, a college professor whose class I was in and realized um, that not only was this unhealthy, but you know, I was destroying my body on the inside while I was trying to be super healthy um, and, and lose weight as far as you know, diet, nutrition, and exercise go. And so I was blessed that I came to this realization. It was one of those things that I was able to address on my own. Um, and I, I know that there are some people out there that have that ability and there's others that, that don't have that ability. And, and it's something that they do need assistance with. I, I wasn't 
very open and vulnerable. And even when I started telling my story, there were pieces that I left out and there were pieces that I didn't tell because of the stigma surrounding some of the things that were going on. Um, but I found that one of the things that really helped with that is that people reach out to you and they let you know that they appreciate your openness and your vulnerability. So that definitely helped with sharing more and more each time. But the other thing that, that really helps is when you get the message that just says, thank you for sharing that. It's something that really helped me. Um, that in and of itself just lets you know how important it is to get these messages out there. And, and it's not just my message or my story, but it's all of the stories that I have on the podcast and all of the stories and people that you sit down and have on your podcast, because the more information that's out there, the more stories that are out there, the more exposure we're getting. And that's helping remove the stigma that had me so nervous, but it's also helping individuals that we may not have been able to reach before in the past because of all of these new platforms that we have access to. When I started my journey, I found a lot of motivation through Instagram and, and seeing and hearing other people's stories because it was my thought that no offense to the other people's stories who I was finding, but hey, if they can do this, you know, I could do this as well. So I found a lot of, you know, I found a lot of motivation in just hearing the stories of everyday people. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, Obviously, from, from the recovery space, we have massive, massive stars who are going through recovery. Um, we have people like Brandon Novak, and, and it took him, I, I don't even remember how many times to go through and, and, you know, have success. And we have these amazing stories, but I think that the stories that really resonate with people are the stories of that everyday person who has a full-time job, who has kids, who has a significant other, and they still have to go through all of the same steps. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Instagram, Facebook, um, and I don't use Twitter too terribly much, but it, it is out there. Um, it's all just do it for yourself. And it's just one of my absolute favorite things to do is meet people and talk um, and hear and share their stories. So please reach out, let's get connected. Huge shout out to my podcast sponsor, Mountain Made CBD. Mountain Made is changing the CBD game by offering a line of high-dose CBD tablets at an affordable price. Their products are THC-free and third-party tested for accuracy, cleanliness, and potency. Their products, which now ship nationwide, include Build for CBD saturation, Boost for precision titration, and Recover for rest and rehab. With nine years' experience in hemp and fitness, Mountain Maid's founders are focused on creating a quality CBD product to help those with activated lifestyles. Check out www.mountainmade.life to find out more about how their product can help you crush your life. And you know I'm all about that. Remember, their products ship nationwide. So go check out the website today and follow them on social media at Mountain Maid. And also listen to episode seven with Mountain Maid founder, Mike Passion. All right, back to the episode. Well, I'm, I'm Joachim Yeri, and next to me is... Natasha. 
We are. We are married since six years and together for 10. So <laughs> we know each other quite well. So we, we are relationship coaches. We work with people who are in committed relationships, whether it's marriage or just long-term and who want to bring their relationship into something, you know, that's really beautiful and amazing because most relationships, they go from a honeymoon phase and then they take a nosedive, um, which is normal. It's normal that you have some more difficult times and, uh, we are helping people through that and actually redefining what is the relationship about, what you want to get out of it and what you want to do. Because what happens afterwards, once you're in the nosedive and you pull it back up, it, it gets even better and more beautiful than when you in the honeymoon phase, actually. So that's what we're really passionate about. Yeah. And we are from different places. So I was born in Hong Kong. I grew up in Canada, but Yachim is Swiss but studied in the U.S. So, you know, when we finally got together, because first we had a long-distance relationship for two and a half years, when we finally got together, I moved to Switzerland, so I had to learn a new, new language. But actually, you know, as life would have it, now we're traveling and working together. So we've moved away from the places that we know, and now we're being in different places for three months or longer if you're stuck in one country due to COVID. Uh, but, but yeah, we've, we've gone to, I guess, different transformations with both within our relationship also, like where we live, how we've grown, the different types of places and languages we have to adapt into and just a lot of changes since we've known each other for, for 10 years. So you're in Malaysia currently. You you met while well, you said you were in Canada and you were studying in the US. So how did you guys actually meet? How did you get together? You know, was it you said long distance, but did it start long distance or did y'all were you in the same place? Well, so what happened is that we I was in, in, in California going to Switzerland. She was flying from Toronto to Paris and we both had to transfer in London Heathrow Airport and uh, it was winter so what happened there was a little bit of snow <laughs> and the whole airport shut down they were like oh we can't fly anymore uh so so we were stuck there together and that is how we actually met i mean if you want to tell a little bit about your side yeah so we actually ended up being in london for three full days the first night just to give you an idea of how wonderful it was we slept on the floor of the airport. And let me tell you, those marble floors you see, you know, all shiny and looking nice. When you lay on that, even through your winter coat, it is friggin' cold. So oh, that's yeah. how we spent the first night, just talking, just waiting to get out of there. But we ended up just not having flights. So we were stuck together. So we said, well, okay, why not get some Chinese food? Why not go to the museum? It was actually my first time in Europe. So... What happened after that was that we actually stayed in touch. We talked a lot. And back then it was like G-chat and just messaging. So we didn't even do much video calling or audio calling. But over time, it got a bit strange. So yeah, he was like, okay, let's, let's meet in person again. That was about half a year later and see if this is real. Because we could be projecting a lot of our feelings onto whatever we're writing to one another so when we met again it was real but 
physically we were the most awkward <laughs> couple in the world because we understood each other mentally really well we were talking every day but to physically it's like oh yeah I, i've seen this human being this man thing um yeah a few days you know half a year ago i guess that's him so <laughs> so we had to kind of get used to that and that was the beginning of knowing each other and also our relationship that is one of the most adorable meat cutes i've ever heard in my life that is fantastic like which one of you actually was like the first one to like say something to the other one like who went up to the first one was like hey it was me because really no no it was me what? <laughs> oh, no, no, no 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 in terms of actually say. saying the first no 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 he <laughs> was sitting on a bench right and i sat down next to him and he was nodding off and let me tell you it was not love at first sight that's for sure <laughs> so he was kind of like oh no i can't nod off anymore like I'm, my head's gonna pop up into this other person so he said hi it's like oh you stuck here too and that's how he started talking <laughs> in terms of who actually shared that they had feelings that was me ah Mm -hmm. oh, right. because i'm like this very i don't know you can call me naive you can call me all sorts of things but i'm like a very people person and from i don't know when this started but i had this impression that if you really like like someone or love someone you should tell them because who knows if you get the chance to tomorrow or what what the heck can happen in life right so if you feel that way about someone if someone's special to you i was always i always had the impression that i gotta share it it doesn't matter where it ends up it's it's nice for that other person to know that's that's beautiful i love it uh you you two are the first uh duo i've i've interviewed and also obviously the first couple uh so this is this is fun it's it's really cute hearing your your background and it's cool that you guys then like use that and now work with others because you know so you know my listeners know this about my story but i'm 10 years in recovery and that's why i teach and 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 coach and uh, you do this podcast around issues of substance misuse and mental health is that like I lived through it and now I want to help other people who are living through it or hopefully can avoid you know living through it so it sounds like very similar to your work is that you guys found this really cool thing you both have this passion and, and you're turning it into helping people yeah I mean exactly you know we we were both already doing um coaching work before we actually decided to do things together and one of the things why we started going especially working with couples uh, or or one side of the couple it doesn't have to be both um, is because we have transformed our own relationship you know so yes we had a nice nice time together and uh, we had a honeymoon we had a long distance relationship but we also had massive struggles in our relationship and, and difficulties and hurting each other and, you know blame bickering nagging all this kind of stuff and 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 transforming these kind of behavioral patterns and the energy behind it really can shift the relationship completely and can can then free up a lot of energy that can be used to create and that's the amazing thing is that you know it's not just one plus one it's like one plus one equals 10 or 100 or something like that it's like exponential you you know the energy that you can create together and and what you can do together is amazing and so you know thinking back you're like wow we're getting bogged down by a little shit you know like why are we like getting invested in that stuff and basically tying the energy up in <laughs> in that stuff when you actually you can make an impact in the world you can create together you can enjoy together like 
life is so much better when you actually are, you know, putting this energy into something positive. I love that message. And, and I think that that's uh, incredibly important for people to recognize that, you know, those everyday bickering, like, okay, yeah, it's going to happen. You're going to step on each other's toes if you're with someone all the time, but, but not getting hung up on that and, and not getting bogged, as you were saying, bogged down in that is so incredibly important. And that's something that I had to learn. My, I've been married now for a year and a half. My, my wife and I have been together for, for four years and um, you know, we went through a, a rough patch uh, really about, uh, about a, uh, a couple of months after we got married through, you know, six months later, and we went through four different th marriage therapists till we found one that was good for where we were at that time. And she helped us a lot. But then when we reached this next level, we realized that she was no longer good for where we were, we needed someone to help us take the next step. So talk a little bit now, I, I use that to transition to talk a little bit about your work, the kind of people that you're you're working with. And I think that there's this unfortunate stigma around all issues of, of therapy and mental health and all that kind of stuff that I only need to see this person if I'm at like death's door, you know what I mean? So talk a little bit about ways that every relationship can thrive with the work that you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, so the thing is, some people think when it comes to marriage therapy that like both both parties seem to be 100% on board. And that might not always be the case for everybody. Sometimes, you know, one person knows how much she is struggling so actually mainly we work with um the the female part of the the relationship or just the, just who, the wife who's unhappy or dissatisfied um so it's okay and it's enough if one half initiates that's that's a good starting point mm. but it doesn't really matter if the other one comes on board because as you make changes even if it's one half if you notice certain things that you used to think, like maybe, oh, he never helps me, he's useless, or he's not committed as me, or why does he always do that, or whatever it might be. But if if things start to shift within yourself and how you understand the situation, how you react will also change. So you don't necessarily need to have both couples full on, and you don't necessarily need to push your partner if they don't quite understand exactly the same things that you do but for example a lot of women find themselves you know working really hard and working both at work very hard and also at home and over time couples might notice that you know like Yahim said at the beginning it's nice and happy and it's a perfect match and you get married and you have the honeymoon phase but as you live together you form this ecosystem you know, you're spending, you can be spending quite a time together, but at the same time, it's not the, the amount of time that really matters. It's how you engage with one another within that ecosystem. So you begin to set these normal, normals, yes, as we call it. So for us, for example, what happened was that, you know, I started to get a lot more irritated and annoyed at Yahim throughout the day, even with the smallest stuff, like household stuff. But I would bring this energy where I was blaming him. I was putting him down. I was saying, yeah, come on. I just asked you to do this. Why are you messing that up? Like, can't you follow instructions? Or like, hey, why'd you do that again? And slowly the love kind of turned into this friction where constantly one partner was either not pleased with the other person 
Okay, and then and then there would be some kind of conversation. Maybe it's very passive aggressive. Maybe I got away with it, and I did for many years. I would say these things that maybe technically speaking, it's true. It's true. Maybe Yahim dripped a bunch of water. I don't know. Or maybe it's true. Yahim, I don't know, missed a rice grain on a on a plate. Maybe it's true. But the way that I spoke to him, the way that I blamed him, right, and put him down, and saw him as useless in that moment. If you repeat that enough times, that becomes normal in your relationship. And what ends up happening is that a lot of couples find themselves in this spiral, in this cycle where they become more unhappy. Maybe they even feel resentment towards the other person, but they don't really know why. It's like we're doing life okay. Like I, I still do love this person, but how come it's really hard to talk to them? How come it's hard to get along with one another, and how come we're being really emotional about things that don't actually matter? So it's as if all these little issues—maybe it starts off being small—turns into big issues, and you just repeat the same argument or the same. Okay, let me just ignore them now, or okay, let me just say yes to everything they ask of me now, and you start to kind of. Engage deeper and deeper into a dysfunctional pattern where both of you play at the same time, and that's if you re repeat that enough times, and we did that ourselves, you're gonna get quite unhappy at some point. It's as if those patterns and its repercussions begin to outweigh the love and care you have for one another, and it gets harder and harder to actually connect to that love, the connection, and it's more and more like blaming and just. Just dealing with the task at hand, and not the person who you're actually with. And you know the um, what you said with the whole thing about you know we need to like hit rock bottom before we move something. Well, they, they, there's two things to it. Either you're motivated by, by pain, or you're motivated by aspiration something that you want to get some kind of dream or something like that, right? When you look, for example, at sports, you don't need to hit, hit rock bottom in order to hire a coach no you actually have an aspiration you want to be the best of the best so you're going to hire a coach even when you're at top of your game and your game's going to improve right and that's the same thing with for example relationship it's just that we don't think of it that way so most people think of it like oh we have issues and the issue is getting bigger and bigger and, and kind of unbearable so now let me go and see someone to get help right but actually at any point you can see someone if you're committed to the relationship and if you're committed to actually exploring what you can create together and what you know how much more how, how good can it can it get basically you know yes it's nice to have someone but if you can really go deep in a relationship the richness the depth the learning is absolutely unmatched so i am obviously only speaking from the american perspective but y'all have a beautiful conglomerate of of different cultures of different nationalities in terms of where you've lived where you're from is that stigma against the getting help? Like, like I, I love your analogy of sports because it's such a great one where in the U.S. it very much is that mentality of I only am going to go get help. You know, we have a saying here before stage four is what we're trying to do. And that's teaching people to get the help at stage one, not waiting until stage four. But that's the stigma. It's, it's this idea that, you know, oh, I'm weak if I get help before whatever. Is that better other places that you've been? I mean, is that better in Malaysia? Is that better, you know, either the countries you're from? Or, or is this more of a universal problem? 
I think it's a universal problem as far as I'm aware. I mean, I don't have the final answer in all the countries, but what I've seen it is. And, and one of the problems is, is that there's not enough aspirational talk around this. There's not enough actually saying, look, what's actually possible with relationship? Like, we don't really talk about it. It's like, yeah, you get together and you think we're just going to be together. You watch a Hollywood movie, you know, it's happily ever after and that's it. And it's like, mate, you're, you're missing the mark, like <laughs> so hard, like so hard. It's so extremely shallow. And so, because when you go to sports, you know, okay, I can reach the top. I can, you know, break records. I can do all kinds of stuff. It comes to relationship. No one talks about that, yeah. you know? And so it is motivated by pain a lot. Yeah. I think it's, in all cultures that people struggle to find the role model relationship that they have witnessed with their own eyes so if we think now like okay in in all of your life which couple represents you know the most love respect and just the type of dream relationship you would have if you take a moment to think about that people would be like I don't know how about this pair they're they're nice to each other most of the time but I mean like is that what we're re reaching for here like do we just want to not be pissed at one another not nag at each other and just speak nicely and that's enough like hopefully you know if you, when you choose friends you're not choosing them based on most of the time they're kind of nice to me like that's not even a standard we have for friendship right <laughs> So we want people who we can grow with, who we can learn from, who bring out the best in one another. And so it's, it's kind of tough because I think across the board in all cultures, for a lot of marriages and these intimate relationships, most people are bringing out the worst in each other. So it's, 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 it's hard to pivot from that normal to a relationship where people actually see, wow, they're creating together. They're loving beyond just I love you. They're creating something beautiful and it's admirable. That's actually quite rare. And that's what we're, we're trying to share in this world. So that is a beautiful point. Before we go on that, I think you're blowing some minds here. Where can my listeners find you if they're like, oh my God, this is, this is incredible. I want to know more about this. Yeah, you can uh, hit us up at yourexceptionalrelationship.com. You can put in forward slash understand, and we kind of break down the four pillars of an exceptional relationship. And there, it's actually really fun. You can download a quiz where you can see whether you're making some <laughs> common communication mistakes. Like, are you being nice to one another and kind of how that looks? Uh-oh, that sounds dangerous. That sounds like a way to, to really make me start questioning some things I don't want to question. <laughs> it's okay. That's what the pillars are for. Once you're like, oh, those are my results. And it's like, okay, here's a little roadmap. Just, just keep driving on that road. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast and then thought, oh, man, I just, I don't even know where to begin. Well, I have the perfect answer for you. It's Anchor. They have all the tools you need to get started right away, all in one spot. You can do it from your phone or your computer. They'll even distribute for you, so you don't have to go looking for places to get your podcast out. But the best part is it's all free. That's right. You can sign up today without any hassle at all. You can even start making money right from the beginning. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. So check it out today. 
Go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Let's talk about that travel, though, for a minute, because what y'all do is something that I think in, in a very American sense would be seen as, all right, you guys set up a shop, you, you hang your shingle and people come to you and you'd live this very comfortable life of, of helping, uh, helping relationships grow and, 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 you know, hit their, hit their better marks. But you guys decided to go the complete other direction. What, what part of this, I guess, or, or where did the travel piece come in? What, what, what was the impetus behind that? Well, we were in Malaysia few years ago and I was like we went to an island called Pankor and it's a lovely little island there's absolutely nothing on it really so it's perfect for me because I'm not a city boy I love nature and if there's not many people I'm very happy so <laughs> so I, I said you know uh, I want to retire here and, and Natasha's like oh okay uh, when would that be and I'm like how about next year <laughs> and so we went home and but that idea stuck with us so we actually got serious about it and we were like, okay, let, let's, act, let's move. Like, let's actually see if we can do that. And then what happened the next was like, well, since we're moving like from continents, why don't we just travel around a bit and explore before we decide to settle somewhere? And so that is how the whole traveling came in. And it is still like, I don't see us as perpetual travels forever. Uh, I do see that we are settling in the near future or something like that. Um, but it, is, it, it has been a, an immense enrichment really for, for, for both of us, for the relationship, for, you know, like in all kinds of ways, just getting to know different cultures and all of that. So it, it's been a, a really beautiful piece to, to, to explore together. And we have grown so much. I mean, it really, your, your horizon broadens a lot when, when you travel and, but it, you don't have to travel. You can just be open to your spouse. And I guarantee you, your horizon will widen if you are willing to look at their perspective. It's really true. That's beautifully said, both on the travel piece and and opening herself up to tears. I completely agree with both of those. I, I um, for a long time, you know, I traveled with my family, but then sort of didn't for a long time, and then started to again as a you know late twenties, early thirties, and now my wife and I. This is the longest because of COVID that we've ever gone without traveling together, and and you know we have a goal of of getting to a lot of the countries on our list, and obviously COVID has put all that on hold. You know, as someone who does this, not what you do, but similar coaching like how do you guys make this work how does the travel fit into your business because I mean yes the internet allows you to do a lot of it but so much of what I was doing before where I am now is very place-based and I'm learning right now to not be as place-based and it seems like you guys are, are, are the models of that now where you literally are sort of people without a country at the moment mm-hmm. well a good thing about our work is that it is completely, at least for now, completely based online. And some people have their doubts about that. And I understand, right? You're sometimes with a stranger, you know, and you hear them through your headphones and well, <laughs> what is there to trust about that situation, right? But but I want to share that when when we hold a space for people, or when you sit in a room with someone and both people have the intention that things can change, things can shift, and you're both there to look at the possibilities of 
how good can things get instead of all right we're in this mess I guess that's it when you have that and someone's there listening and seeing you as capable seeing you as able to resolve what's going on and not to just fix it like a bandage kind of way but to grow from it like for example for us we were really able to not only learn from our mistakes but to grow into the people who could integrate what happened and be like wow that's what I value wow that's important to me wow that's what commitment means whoa that's love when we can get over that pain and hurt that's love so you can experience that within the internet without ever seeing the person in fact this might scare some people but in fact when people hop on calls with me majority of people cry within the first session with a stranger a so-called stranger me hello but (laughs) but it's okay because when's the last time we really felt held and not judged and accepted by someone not just you accepted by someone but all that you carry with you the friggin' like baggage like all the things that you're struggling with when's the last time someone said hey okay let's open it up what's going on instead of going like oh okay you're okay all right um you know, you know the thing that sometimes friends do is just like okay let's, let's just try to make that person feel better and then it's over you know it's like no 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 we can be with this. We can work with this. So I think when it comes to having a business online, it's not so much about the physical presence, but how we're connecting. I think that's really important. You can have a room filled with people, but still feel alone. And I feel like that happens in marriages too. Like I have moments where we were so not on the same page. He was, Yakim was really, really, really trying to show me his love. And I couldn't feel it. It was like I was numb inside. So our goal, no matter who it is that we have a conversation with online or offline, it's like, hey, we're going to feel it. We're going to be human together. And and we're going to just take away all the barriers that actually keep things in place. So that's that's always possible within the online space. Yeah, I think that's just the power of being human beings like we are able to connect through whatever means so i think that's the beautiful part of it beautifully put and let's take a a pause and once again let my listeners know where they can find you all right you can go over to your exceptional relationship.com forward slash understand or if you're on tiktok we just started tiktok and our handle (laughs) exceptional relationship so we have some videos that we're about to film i hope it makes you laugh (laughs) (laughs) otherwise we're just laughing at ourselves how has covid other than keeping you locked where you are uh, how has covid changed your i mean are more people reaching out or are, are people feeling are you hearing from people do they feel very constrained by being around their their partner all the time 
<laughs> it has different effects. So it's polarizing. You have either effect where it almost accelerates the relationship, you know, because you're put together and you finally are together. You know, there's no no hobbies, you know, where you go away and, and work and whatever. So you're much more together and it actually helps the relationship a lot. So that is one reaction. And the second reaction is the opposite, that people get a divorce, you know, uh, and that they're struggling um, very much. Or, you know, if they are newly together and they're not moved in together, that the relationship is not moving as fast as it'd like to, you know, kind of like a glacier. So those are the different kind of um, effects that, that we're seeing from the whole uh, COVID thing. So there's, there's, there's not one answer of like, you know, COVID has done this to the relationship. It's kind of a spectrum. That's so funny. My wife and I were just talking about this because she was saying she was wondering if more people were getting divorced because of COVID. And I said, I'm sure there are, but I bet there's also the people on the other end who are like stuck with their partner. So they're kind of working on shit and they're, they're working shit out. And it, it is, as you said, aging the relationship beyond where they were because the time they spent together is so much more than they would have been doing. And, and I think that that is a a, a sort of a unintended beautiful consequence of this this uh lockdown that we're all in is that you start to really learn and understand your partner better because you're seeing them double triple as much the amount of time that you were seeing before yeah let me give you an example it's actually the opposite example of covid so i asked someone who was struggling uh with his relationship i was like oh how are things going and he's like, oh, that problem I told you about is resolved. I was like, wow, it's resolved. Good for you. I was like, how, how did that work? He's like, oh, I'm working so much. I'm so busy. I barely have time to think about it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you really resolved that one, didn't you? So, so sometimes, you know, when we don't have time with our family or with our spouse, you, you think there's nothing happening. But the moment you do spend time, like, like, like you said, you actually see for real what's happening. And the things you might have missed because you're too busy working or whatever, it, it pro probably most likely will show up then. That's really interesting. I think it, the overthinking piece is, is a big part of it. If you're sitting there festering, if you're just wrapped up by that, that little microaggression the person did, it's easy to get lost in it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to come circle back to just what, what you asked about the online business and all, and all of that. And if you want to know the secret, and it's the secret for a great relationship too, it's actually a secret for many things in life if you want to get them, and that's commitment. It is simple commitment to get it done and to do something. So if you want to have a great relationship, commit to it. If you want to have an online business, commit to it. And it's not people think, oh, commitment means like, oh, right, I'm going to go get it and like <laughs> hype themselves up. Yeah, you're going to burn out after, you know, a week or two, like that's not commitment. A, a commitment is, is just a simple thing where you're like, I'm going to go and do it. And then you renew the commitment every single day. Yep. And that is how an exceptional relationship, an exceptional life, an exceptional career, whatever it is you want to do, that is how it's created. It's a commitment. And I think that's a lot of people miss that. Uh, that's so important. And, and, you know, that's, as my listeners know, that's sort of a base uh, of my, of my choose your struggle brand. And that is making sure that your goals are your goals. They're, they're nobody else's. You're not, you're not chasing the career that your dad said was, was the one you should do. You're, you know, what, or what even society is saying. And I think that that's so, so incredible about your story is that 
you know, the travel piece and everything that you're doing is sort of anti what we're taught, you know, which is settle down, have a, have a nine to five job, you clock in, you clock out, then you go home and whatever. And, and, and at the end of the day, very few of those activities are what really makes us fulfilled. And so as long as you're chasing what is your definition of success, yeah, you know, that's so much easier to hit those marks if it's something that you are truly invested in. Absolutely. I love it. I love what you just said. So I could talk to y'all for a long time because, and I can tell for my listeners, if you can't tell us already, you know, they are super receptive. They are definitely two people who put you at ease right away. I cannot say enough how much I've enjoyed talking to them. So definitely reach out if you're, if you're feeling what they're putting down. Um, but so that we don't go for hours and hours, let's get into the final, the final questions here. And the two I always ask before we finish are number one, you know, this is a show mostly about mental health and stuff like that. So what are your self-care habits? What are working for y'all? And then number two, you know, we've heard a lot about the amazing work you're doing, but nobody does this work alone or in a vacuum. So who are people that you have you followed? Who are people that you've read? Who are people that have major influences on you? For me, I had to learn this lesson or just self-care lesson at the very beginning of our relationship. I wasn't able at the beginning to recognize what I was feeling, emotions-wise, feelings-wise. And because of that, I wasn't able to communicate what I needed or communicate to another person, including myself, what was wrong. And, and, and that's really tough mm. when you, you are just disconnected from your feelings and your emotions. So that... That is the biggest self-care hurdle I've overcome is to actually acknowledge that what I feel, what's happening within me, that's valid. Not only is it valid, not only do, do I need to recognize that, I can communicate that to another human being. And if there's enough love and trust and compassion and a good foundation we've built, we're going to work through it together. You know, whatever I'm going to bring onto the table we're going to work on it to help me through this. So as long as you can't quite verbalize, you can't, can't quite understand or grasp how you're feeling, it's really hard to tackle the, the experience, nor is it's, it's pretty much impossible also to ask for help if you, if you don't have that clarity within you. Mm. And what I can recommend just because we're talking about relationships and whatever, and even for yourself, is just choose some stillness every day. And as a couple, even just as a couple, being still together. Not still as like, I'm stuck in my head and thinking about shit. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about being intentionally together and being quiet together and feeling each other can do a lot for the relationship because we always all oh, communicate, talk, whatever. But like, just be with the person, just be okay with being together still. And for yourself as well, like for me, stillness is really important. It's where my best ideas are coming from. It's where I process stuff as well, you know, so that is, it's a huge thing. And I, I very much can, can recommend it. I mean, a lot of my insights for the business and for my career has actually come by taking days off and be still, you know, you don't even have to meditate, but just don't distract yourself. Just have the balls to not distract yourself because people think, well, it's an easy thing. Just do it. You'll see most of the people will have shit surface. <laughs> As for me, what really helped me um, personally, which then impacted our relationship, it's the book 
Wild Feminine mm. by Tammy Lynn Kent. So this might be like crazy left field for a lot of listeners, but she's a pelvic care practitioner for women. Mm. So what I learned from that book is that, like, like I said, at the beginning, I was very, very emotionally disconnected from myself. But what that comes with is being physically disconnected from yourself. So what I realized is that I was in this female body. I was in, I was in a way I thought I'm girly, I'm feminine. But what I realized is that I was denying myself um, truly to be feminine because growing up, my mom was an extremely, um, I guess, controlling type of person. And the love came in a form of this is the right thing to do. Oh, no, that's wrong. Now do this right. And no, 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 that's wrong. (laughs) So I grew up learning that as long as you control things and you do the right things, then that makes you good. But what I learned within the book and what actually means to be more feminine, and this is not a gender thing, it's just the energetic quality of the feminine energy, is that the, the true strength is when you surrender, when you do let go, when you do accept what, what reality is giving you not you know when there's something abusive happening then friggin leave but um, use common sense here but i'm talking about our controlling tendencies our our um, resistance against life a lot of the time our tendency to hold tension and to say no 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 can't be can't be no my way or you know my way my way so what i learned from that book is that i can let go and in a relationship i've had to learn very slowly over time that with trust and with enough love you can be yourself and you can surrender and you can be who you truly are without expectations so you don't need to perform you don't need to be a certain way to receive love you don't need to do things in order to get something in return you just can receive so that was a big learning for me Beautifully put. That is a wonderful note to end on. Thank you both for for being here today and uh, staying up late to, to talk to us here at the States. Thank you for having us. Y'all know that I love CBD and almost since day one of this podcast, I've been lucky enough to be sponsored by Mountain Maid. And while my wife and I swear by their full spectrum CBD chewables, sometimes at the end of the day, I need just a little bit more to help me relax. So when my wife is joining me, I pull out a mountain made puff and those are awesome. But when it's just me, they're just a little bit more than what I'm looking for. So what do I do? I throw a couple of hits from Boston Empire into my bowl and it's the perfect way to end the day. Boston Empire has the finest loose leaf CBD flower and some pretty cool edibles too. So when I add it to everything I'm using from Mountain May, it is the perfect compliment. If you check out Boston Empire using the link in my show notes or my podcast website, you will be helping out the podcast as well as getting some of the finest CBD flower on the market. So check it out today. we've come to the end of another episode thank you for tuning in to the choose your struggle podcast episode 33 was it it was so interesting and and i'm so appreciative of all three of my guests today 
I hope you go check out their stuff. The Do It For Yourself podcast is wonderful. Ian's doing some really cool work. And go check out Natasha and Yahim's coaching page. It's in the show notes. They shouted out a couple times. I shouted out earlier. You have no excuse not to find it. Your exceptional relationship. They're doing cool stuff. And here's the thing. My wife and I took the test. We did okay. We scored all right. There's stuff we want to work on, obviously, because everybody has that. But it definitely wasn't scary. It didn't cause any fights. Uh, So you should definitely, definitely take the test. We're going to do the good egg first. Your good egg for this week is a really cool one. I was introduced to the More Than My Past campaign uh, about a month back. I got to chatting with the guys who were doing it, and I'm going to be featured, which is awesome. They're in the UK, and they're doing a really cool project on trying to tackle the stigma around addiction. You know what? I'll just read you their elevator pitch. The More Than My Past campaign is tackling stigma and negative stereotypes about people with addiction or crime in their past by telling the inspirational stories of people from all walks of life who have managed to turn their lives around. It's showing us that amazing transformational change is possible. You can find out more at morethanmypast.org.uk or find More Than My Past on social media. Like I said, I'm being featured in coming months, and it's such an important campaign and so needed. Please go check them out. They're doing awesome work, and I'm just honored to be a part of it, and I wanted to give them a shout out. So that's your good egg. The card today is going to be read by a very special guest, and that is my father, Steve Schiffman. I have been visiting family. (laughs) My wife and I are holed up in Cincinnati visiting my family, I've been doing a lot of recording with my, my parents, my grandmother. I've got, for the next couple episodes, the cards are going to be read by my parents. So today's card is read by my father. This is from the You Are Enough card set. You get to set your pace of life. You get to change your mind a gazillion times over as you grow. You get to make up your own rules. Huge thank you to him for reading that, and that is a great tip. We get stuck sometimes into thinking that if you're in a certain profession or, or a relationship, as we heard from Aaron Henson last week, that's it. That's just the way it is. This is, you know, this is your life. And, and you know, in some cases, that is true. Obviously, there are external factors that keep us stuck. But in a lot of those cases, what's actually keeping us stuck is what's in our head. You know, we think that things are more final than they are. That's just, things feel heavier. Many of those situations, that's not the case. You know, I I say this a lot. I'm on my fourth career at 34. And none of them did I leave because I failed. And, And look, I recognize how immense of a privilege that is that that I have the means to be able to keep trying new things but that privilege and again I don't want to minimize it because I'm very aware of it but that privilege extends a lot farther than I think we give credit for you know it is definitely possible to take a step back and say is this what I want to do Am I only doing this for money, for whatever the case is? And then pivot 
I don't want to minimize how important or how aware I am of the privilege that I've had in my life. That that doesn't do me or anyone else any good. But I do want to say that it's incredibly important to do some self-reflection and figure out how much of these walls that we've created, that are created, are self-created, and how many we don't have a say on. Because the ones that are outside our control, you know, sometimes you can fight and you can knock them down. But I get that. I get that that's hard. The ones that we've created, nobody else is coming. (laughs) There's nothing we can do other than tear those down ourselves. So that's why I love that card. Thank you again to my dad for reading it. Thank you all for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, make sure you're taking time for empathy. Make sure you're spreading some love. Make sure you're being vulnerable. And as always, make sure you're choosing your struggle. So it looks like we're going to be hanging out inside for at least a little while longer. And with the colder months coming up fast, there's never been a more perfect time to stock up on all your comfy clothes. Lucky for you, you listen to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, and I have a sweet deal for you today. Check out my sponsor, Pair of Thieves. They've got everything you need, from shorts to lounge pants to underwear and bras. They even have a line of Disney socks with all your favorite characters on it. But here's the best part. If you use the link in the show notes or on my podcast website, and the discount code Rakuten Thieves, don't worry, that's in the show notes too. You'll get 20% off every full price item in your shopping cart. So stock up on all your comfy clothes today and help out the podcast in the process.